G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Chasing the nigga Benji's She said she love all my Christian ways Like how the silk sit on the Egyptian waves And niggas be worse than bitches these days Plot on they man be snitches these days But man, I got a hottie out in Cali with the cream Type you only see in your dreams, nah, I mean Do things that a nigga never seen Never let another chick get in between By any means, I stay flossed up, bossed up How you gon' hate on the winning team when you say lost up? They wanna know how I'm flyer in the clear pour. How you get so much ice through the airport? Like damn boy, you classy and flashy Cocaine seeps so the cops wanna harass me Girls wanna bag me Hop in the whip, jump out the caddy Roll in Yo, the vet For my nigga Chris View, I think I see the vision too Four, five, eight, spot in Carolina Shoot with me, a thousand jumpers up Word to Bobby G, I put a thousand jumpers up Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up It's been a crazy, I guess, week since we did the podcast. Like, we actually did one, but we didn't promote it because a lot of crazy dope stuff happened, and we weren't prepared, to be honest. So, we had a, a long list of topics. I don't even know where to begin. We got a lot of music to get to, but I guess before we get to the actual music, how was your weekend? Man, my weekend was great. Just, I really do anything this weekend. Just worked a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw Infinity War. That was this weekend, right? Yeah, let's let's get into Infinity Wars, bro. Let's... Uh, I mean, it was the craziest movie I've ever seen in my life, man. Um, when Spider-Man died. Oh, we're spoiling the movie. If anyone hasn't seen it and listens to the podcast, um, I'm sorry. Star-Lord, you idiot. Nah, Star-Lord, well, he died, so I don't have to give him the They were so close. But if he didn't die, up. he would. We would shoot the fair one. That's it, man. It was a great movie. I'm still mad at whoever gave Thanos the power stone. Like, however he got that, I'm mad, man. Cause he came through after that and just beat everybody's ass. But he was beating everybody. Like, from he jump. beat the Hulk into submission. <laughs> to me, I saw it Thursday night, and you know, everyone like legit. Since you see like the the special That's fan so preview, they show you like. Uh, trailers or footage from the first movies and then they show two previews Rob and then bam movie starts and all you just see is dead bodies and I'm like yo Thanos can't be that real and then he about to kill Thor then Hulk is fighting I'm like alright Hulk get destroyed 
Then he killed Loki. And then you just see Avengers. And I'm like, this is not a game, bruh. This dude is the realest dude I've ever seen. And to me, I mean, I enjoyed all the scenes. Like how they, they do everyone. Um, the fight scene on Wakanda was dope. But that fight scene on Titan, that was lit. Like everyone really going in at Thanos. And Thanos was just super powerful, man. And then for Star-Lord to pull the biggest, like, bluff move ever. <laughs> I get it, your girl died. I'd be mad, too. But you can't wait 20 <laughs> seconds to just hit him with a pistol. Like, that was just like, I was mad at him, man. I was like, come on, bro. Like, you could legit shot him in the face afterwards. You know, and... Um, it was so crazy. Like Thor is really a man by his word. You know, someone was like Thor's MVP and Doctor Strange is the most improved player. I was like, yeah, I agree. Cause Thor was like, when I see him again, I'm gonna beat him. And when he had the axe, I was just like, cut his head off, cut his head off. <laughs> and and he went for the chest, and I was like, okay, maybe he's gonna stab him. And when Thanos was like, should have went for the head, snap. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yo, seeing Black Panther die, bro, in, in spite That was crazy. Bro. Like, someone shed a tear in my, in my theater. I ain't going to lie. Like, I didn't cry, but I was just sitting there like, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. And, and you know, usually for for um, an after credit scene, you know, people are talking. Everyone's excited. When I tell you, Rob, my theater was silent. Like, no one didn't move. We were yeah, everybody just sat there. there. We were just like, fan. And then it was funny. As soon as the, the trailer came up, came, I was like, shh. And you, you see, you know, uh, Nick Fury um, called Captain Marvel at the end. And even, and even then, like, people just disintegrating. Because it was like, yo, what's going on? Like cars, random car accidents, helicopters flying in the buildings. Can you imagine you just chilling with, with your girl, chilling with your homies, and then someone, they just turn to dust? Oh. That would be, oh man, that'd be sad. Like someone was like, yo, they seen it too, he was like, imagine the people that were getting it in at that moment. And I was like, fam, that's not even cool, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. But yeah, dog. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So that movie, I can't wait till next year, May third, twenty nineteen. I will be a witness. Yeah, it's incredible, man. So go see that. I wanted to see it again today, but my brother missed his flight, so I don't think we're seeing it today. <laughs> By the time he get back, it'll be late. By then, I'll, I'll probably chill. I might either A, go see Primo, Rice, and Currency, or chill with Taylor. It is what it is. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, saw Avengers, and then Broccoli Fest. Rob, you low-key could have came, not low-key, high-key, you could have came up for Broccoli Fest, bro. <laughs> and the reason I say that was, we got there... Taylor now we've seen Daniel Caesar and her but we've never seen best part together so that was one thing we had to accomplish and 
you know, we get there, Daniel sees his performance, so we're like, all right, let's go. Like, he started at like maybe 4.30, it's like 4.45. So I'm like, all right, cool, as long as we get in, we're going to be good. But the line, Rob, was wrapped around. I'm like, man, there's no way about to get in. Then people just start bum-rushing security. So I'm like, oh, it's our chance. We hop the little rail, we're running, making sure no one falls. Then there's like, you know how you have like the lines, like let's say when you go to like the airport, right? There's the little lines uh, going diagonal so you can go to different um, TSAs. They just bum rush that line. I'm like, all right, you know, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. And (laughs) we're running and I had my ticket. So she scanned mom. People just burst through. Some people didn't get their ticket scanned. So you could have legit came in. So we were able to see Best Part live. Then uh, we saw a nip. You know, that seeing Blue Laces too, bruh, live. So fire, dog. It was so great. <laughs> then um, Cardi B. When I tell you every girl in the whole place was going crazy for Cardi. Like, everybody was going insane. Um, I know Josh isn't a big fan of Cardi B, so he was kind of blown. But uh, no, nah, it was it was dope. And to me, Miguel like Cardi had the most crowd participation, but Miguel easily had the best set. Like if you <clears throat> haven't seen Miguel live, just take your girl to see Miguel live. Miguel's performance, not this one, but when he came in 2011 to Geo, is what made me a fan. Um, so yeah, he's a great showman. He had the live band, the guitar. He was dope. And then Migos, they were the headliner. And I, I told you off air, but I'm going to tell everybody. So they're rapping. And um, they're like, to, uh, Quavo, he's like, yo, where my day one Migos fans at? Everybody's like, yeah. If y'all want me to take it back, say take it back. Take it back. So then you hear the beat to Hannah Montana. So the whole crowd's buzzing. You know me. I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And as soon as the beat dropped, silence. Like, you can't hear their mics. But the crowd was so into it. They rapped every word. And I'm looking at my people. I'm like, yo, there's no way I'm about to rap a whole Migo show. There's no way. So it was even to a point where the crowd near me, they was like, we can't hear. We can't hear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so then they play uh, Fight Night And then Take Off Rapping Can't hear him Chorus can't hear him Quavo you can't hear him So we're mm. like yo they really can't fix their mics The next you know Take Off's I mean, uh, Quavo It comes on mid verse It's like now who's that talking that gangster <laughs> It was crazy <laughs> So um, yeah And then after that we shortly left uh, Ubers were ridiculous our Uber was a hundred dollars, Rob. What? A hundred dollars, bro. To where? Back to uh Naya's crib. And the Uber there was like ten. What? Crazy, right? <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Oh, another thing, playoffs, which we'll get to in a sec actually. But Friday I went to the Wizards game. And first playoff game, you know, I'm hyped. Wizards, we're controlling the game for the majority of the game. Then everything changed in the fourth quarter. Game-wise, Kyle Lowry had an amazing fourth quarter, and we couldn't buy a basket. As a fan, I'm nosebleeds. Everyone around me is Wizards fans. Fourth quarter, it's this Toronto dude. So I'm like, let's go, John. He's like, come on, D. Come on. 
And I'm like, yo, who are you? Oh, I just got here. It's him and the girl. I don't know his name or anything. Youngin' was using Canadian slang, like Drake lingo on me, Rob. And, and for those who don't know by now, I am a big Drake fan. Not a Stan, a fan. Stan. Fan. And Youngin' was just raw. He was like, he was like, you know, we bringing it back to the six. You see the jerseys? It's an OVO ting, eh? It's an OVO ting. And I'm like, he's using tings on me, and we're losing. <laughs> Youngin' was FaceTiming dudes in Toronto. We bringing it back to the six. And then Rob, he sung "Hold On, We're Going Home," bro. I didn't know what to do, bro. I was just sitting there like I had no comeback. But now nah, he was—he was a good sport, man. And we lost. We're leaving the crowd. And then out of nowhere, you hear chants: "Trey John Wall, are you serious, bro? <laughs> Trey John Wall need to trade y'all." I'm like, you guys are delusional. Trey Cortot, we can just get rid of him. Like, at this point, retired. But um, yeah, I was blown to say the least. Um, yeah, and that was my first playoff experience. I'm like, I'm like two and like eleven. I'm undefeated Redskins game. So if you want to take me to the Redskins game this season, I think we're going to see the Panthers this year. Going to get that W. I'm undefeated, bro. And for that reason, I'm betting against this game, that game. What about, all right, so can you bet against me so I can take your money and enjoy the experience? All right, you'll be losing money. You'll be sad the whole game. Yeah, nah, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we talked about the draft last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, we didn't. We didn't even talk about the draft. Well, let's talk about the draft. What's your takes, Rob? The great draft for the Skins. I mean, we got a good defensive tackle. That should be solid with, with you know with our line. So as long as we're healthy, that should be a good a great piece of our defense. Um, we got the player I wanted to get the whole time with guys. You know, I don't know how the hell he fell the second round. I don't know how you fell to fifty ninth. Like right, like that's that is crazy. ridiculous. But um, I'm extremely excited. I'm not excited that the um, Giants got Barkley. I'm sad. But you knew that was happening, though. <laughs> I, I really hope that Cleveland make it. Like, legit with Cleveland, it was Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen. A day before the draft. Yeah, they're going to get Baker. What? <laughs> when, did, when did that become a thing? <laughs> But yeah, yeah I mean, that was great. I will say, if Saquon pans out, which he should, getting Deron Payne was the thing we needed because as long as we stay healthy, we have to sure up our our line. And since we had the worst run defense in the league, and everyone in our division has a legit back, we definitely needed that. <laughs> You're right. Cowboys got Zeke, Eagles got Ajayi, and others, and then the Giants have Saquon. So for us to get that, get him uh, was huge. Who was, the, know, who was the other defensive tackle? Vita? Oh, Vita, he went to the man, Bucks. He, a pick yeah, before he went, us. I was say, he went right. I was like, damn. Because yeah. I heard we was going to go D-tackle first. I, I was mean, like, all right, whatever. There was also like Tremont Edmonds who got drafted later, and he's nice. But, you know, me, I was looking at Derwin. I was like, yo, if we can get Derwin, yeah. it would be lit. 
But I'm I'm cool with pain. Pain's a safe, good choice. But you just wanted something that like a game changer. I don't know if Payne's a game changer. He's good and he'll definitely help. And Kerrigan should get more sacks because of him. We'll, mm. we'll see. But Geis, I was impressed with. He was my third rated back. I mean, obviously Saquon was one. We we knew we weren't getting Saquon. Mm-hmm. But the back I loved the most went to a team that I'm not a fan of. Like Sonny Michelle went to the Patriots, bro. I, I'm saying that mm-hmm. right now on the podcast. Sonny Michelle's the best back New England's had in 15 years. Whoa. I want to say since, since Corey Dillon. Um. And then I'm saying this too, and if you do this later on and he prospers, I'm going to hate you in advance. If no one picks him up in the draft, I'm drafting Sonny Michelle, bro. I'm probably drafting him like third or fourth round, bro. I'm not driving him at all because we all see what New England does with running backs. It's always been a carousel. And since they let James White go, I'm telling you, once they give him the ball and realize he's the truth, that's it, bro. That's what y'all said about Galissi when he had, like, three touchdowns. Who? Who said that? (laughs) And then he was trashed the whole year. Who said that? What, Jarrell? Mad people. people. um, Is, Is any of those mad people Jarrell Leeper? No, I don't know, but like you know, but I'm saying it was said. Um, Sonny Michelle is the real deal, bro. And Sonny Michelle isn't the best running back in this draft. All right, when he blow, I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Like All right, when he last year, and Tariq made some plays. Let's not act like he got you 15 points a week. <laughs> yeah, but when he balled, he balled. You feel me? And you had him on your bench, probably. The first week I did have him on my bench. I'm not even gonna lie, but the other weeks I didn't. But yeah, I'm just like you know, Sonny Michelle. And also, I want to give a, a huge shout out to the Dallas Cowboys for not drafting DJ Moore. Because one, I don't have to hate him. And two, they got a linebacker, which is cool, but you know, doesn't really hurt us. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. Draft, no one cares. Let's see. Who else? Are you hyped that Lamar Jackson went to the Ravens? No, I don't like the fucking I hate the Ravens. Why do you hate the Ravens? What did they do to you? Because they're a Baltimore team, and I hate everything about Baltimore. I never hated the Ravens. Just when they play us, I want us to win. They're just corny. Whack. Everything about Baltimore sports is corny. So is Carmelo corny? Where is he at? <laughs> Touche. But it's like I'm just saying, just like everything about all their team, like the team, the Orioles are corny. You're corny. We're trash right now, though. You guys are fucking horrible. You're right. I just said we're trash. I mean, you want to say no? Like you're right. like, oh, you guys are trash. Y'all had a couple good years, and all I could hear was Jarrell slurping in the background. Yeah, we're going to do Okay, one, that's not how and that then you lost. And then two, you gotta think about it like this. Rob, I'm a lifelong Orioles fan. My team, that's why 2012, I was cool because not only were the Redskins prospering, the Orioles had made the playoffs in 15 years. I was like, this is really my time, bruh. Like, if, if y'all really want to end the world, I'm cool, man. Like, my team's is good. And then, 2014, we won the division for the first time since the mid-90s. That's amazing. I had a right to be happy. Stupid Yankees. If we didn't play and we would have made the horse. I would have really been 
on another level. I'm like, yeah. But yeah, we trash. I just don't want Machado to get picked up by the Yankees next year. We got to trash. Meanwhile, the Nationals have a slower start, but we're still good. And okay. Bryce Harper is the MVP. Bryce Harper's balling. I don't know about everyone else. We got a hell of a lot better record than y'all do. That's not saying much. So <laughs> everyone should. We don't even have serious to be wins, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You guys are trash. You're saying yeah. things that I already know. So it's like Lamar Jackson going to the Ravens. Interesting. I mean, with them signing RG3, I assume this means either RG3 is not on the roster or Joe Flacco has a very short leash. It's super short. And, I mean, they got... Crabtree over there, right? Who's the other receivers? I don't know. They didn't really address that in the draft. They got a tight end from a. They got Hurst from South Carolina. So it's like I don't. I don't know how that's gonna go. I mean, but when has Baltimore's offense ever been good? (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. So yeah, I mean overall with the draft, I was I was thoroughly pleased. Yeah, shout out to Moore for going there. And and yo, big shout outs to Brandon Parker, you know, A and T back to back drafts, baby, we getting selected. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to the Bay, Oakland, you know. They said in his four years at A and T, he never gave up the sack. What? Yeah, man. That's that's incredible. Four years you never gave up a sack? Yeah, we didn't have good quarterbacks. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We finally got one. We kept winning titles. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, not nah, when we won the first time, we didn't have a good quarterback. But mm-hmm. you know, the second year, like this past year, yeah, quarterback's dope. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had the draft out the way. Now I guess we could talk NBA playoffs. Should we go from where we were to where we are now or go from where we are now to where we were? How you want to do it? It doesn't matter either way. Alright, let's let's speak. You know, current. I'm already on record saying this, you know, if LeBron win this year, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys are gonna make up something else. I'm, I am not, Rob. You know me. You know how much LeBron's torture to us when we were younger has ruined my outlook on him. At 2016, in 2016, after we played F. Steph Curry in a podcast, a podcast I'll never forget, I became at peace with LeBron. He win this time, he the greatest that ever did it. And the fact that, you know, I told everyone at my job, we were better than Toronto, and they just thought I was being a, a homer, a Wizards fan. And like, oh, you're delusional. Toronto's nice. I'm like, Toronto is trash. Um, I don't want to say they were better than Toronto. I'll say that we I'm have the, better the than Toronto. Two, we have the two best players in the series. That's fair. Like, I think top to bottom, they're a better team. Oh, I yeah. mean, because once you go past our backcourts, you got Abaka, Valachunas, CJ Miles. Van Vliet OG You got other people 
You go past our backcourt. You got it. Oubre. Oubre, half the year. Otto Porter. Porter. Sometimes. Scott, if Jesus loves us. Jesus be loving us a lot then. <laughs> it's not really like in the grand scheme of things. Scott ain't been a beast this year. He just had a couple of good games. He always gets buckets when you need him to. He gets nice. He can shoot the ball. He gets buckets. That's all we need. Him to do. He don't do anything else. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so like, yeah. also, I want to make an apology to Ian Mahimi. I said Ian Yamahimi. He actually did all right in the series. Gortat was just really trash. I've screamed at you for this whole year. The whole year. And I would like to say this. You got you got some good blocks. You played hard. You hustled like you gave a crap about basketball. And you were worth a little bit of your contract. Unlike Marching Gortat. You fucking bum. <laughs> Get off my team, you bastard. So, yeah, um... It was funny. I was doing the show. Shout out to Focus TV. Um, every Thursday at seven, unless you know we're watching Black Panther on the Infinity Wars. Um, and I was like, "Yo, Damo, that's the the calls." I'm like, "What's the score of the game?" He's like, 81-70 Cavs." I'm like, "Yeah, this game's over." Cleveland showing again how they own, you know, Toronto, and then for the announcer to say LeBronto, yeah, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> And then Drake get memed like, bruh, bronze plan. <laughs> they trash, man. Toronto getting swept again. Mm-mm-mm. Every time. So. Turn that 0 2 into 0 3. <laughs> that's what's about to happen. You'll be wild if as soon as the game's over, they just start playing God's plan in, in Cleveland. <laughs> I'm like, and that'll do it. The Cavs up 3-0. God's plan. <laughs> My thing is, I don't know why people are, are surprised. Because they, they believe in the Toronto hype every year. Yeah, they just, they're talking about the Cavs barely beat the Pacers. I'm going to let you know that. The Cavs, you saw that series was the absolute worst you will ever see the Cavs in the playoffs. And they still won. You're not going to bank on that horrible, horrificness happening in the, the next series. Like, come on, bro. You know what's really bad? In game one, I was at my job, you know, shadowing the sports department. And I'm looking at the Cleveland game. They wanted me to log it, but I ended up doing that and editing some other video. And Cleveland was down the entire, you know, the entire time me watching it. Mm-hmm. Not one thought of mine said Cleveland wasn't going to win this game. Like, I had no faith in Toronto. <laughs> that is terrible, bro. I mean, Toronto's the new Hawks. All I need is for LeBron to high-step in Cleveland and say it's too easy. And that should be about <laughs> it. Which is still the most disrespectful thing LeBron ever did. Like, in his mm-hmm. whole career. Over dunking on anyone, that's the most disrespectful thing. I'm in your city, high stepping like Dion in '94, saying it's too easy <laughs> in a conference final. Like, that's that's the most disrespectful thing, bro. So, yeah, this series is over to me. Um, 
If we're really being honest, I don't know how the Pelicans are going to do game three. The only good series in this semifinal is the Jazz and Rockets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the 7-6 in the um, Celtics is a good series. I mean, it's good, but I didn't expect them to be down 2-0 at home. I mean, they lost both games at home, and then they had a, what, a 20-point lead and blew it? No, I think it's in Boston. It was in Boston? I thought it was in Toronto. I mean, not Toronto, uh, Philly. No, Boston. No, yeah, they were in Boston. I lied. I lied. I ain't expecting to lose both games, though. Especially. I mean, you. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ben Simmons isn't playing, so now he's getting out. I tell you like this. The 76ers are made of a bunch of shooters. And Ben Simmons. And then B, who was a shooter. But, anyway. Because when you when you're young and you're taking all them threes and you're making them, it looks great. You're still taking them. You saw when the Celtics were coming was coming back. Yeah. They're still taking the same shots and they weren't falling. And when you're young, you're just thinking, well, I made six before, so I'll just I'll get back on. So you keep taking the same shots, and then by the time the Celtics had brought came back, took the lead. And they just and they outsmarted them. Good, I tell you like this. Good coaching can Great always coaching. take it. Okay, whatever you can say whatever. Good coaching can take can always negate one star on a team. Always look at the great coaches. It's you can always you've seen Rick Carlisle out negate LeBron in the finals. You've seen Pop do that to LeBron. You've seen. Um, Cavs do that to Steph Curry in the finals, to Klay Thompson in the finals. You've seen these things. Like when you have that kind of coaching, you can do, you can take one out. And Boston is taking out Ben Simmons. They know that's what they have to do to win. He's the centerpiece to that whole team. And without faults, they're not going to – it's hard to beat a team like that. You need a guard who can just create shots, you know, get buckets and right the ship when another team's on the run. Right. Without folks, you, got, you don't have that. I mean, we'll see what happens game three. I think their game three is a lot, will be a lot more telling – um, than the Pelicans only because the Sixers are new they're on the rise you know I, I just feel like if they can figure out they, they're to me they're more talented than the Celtics right now they just like you said youth and inexperience so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah what else yeah with the Jazz um Jazz Rockets series, I think that could go six, six or seven. Because yeah. with the Jazz being that great defensively and then Donovan Mitchell just unloading the clip, you know, and and uh, Houston's ability to just run their offense and run their system, I think that's going to be like the most telling series to me. I'm going to tell you like this. The Jazz are what the Grizzlies wanted to be with Rudy Gay and OJ Mayo. Grind it out and have two scores. 
they're like, screw it. We just going to play really great defense. And this guy here, Donovan Mitchell, is going to get us buckets. Like, the rest of the team is obviously stepping up. Ingles is having dope games. Randomly, just boom, 25, ooh, 27. Um, go Bears, obviously doing Go Bear things on both ends, picking and rolling and blocking shots. Derek Favors is playing like he a basketball player now. Ricky Rubio's cooking. But it's like we know when it chips is down, that offense is running through Donovan Mitchell. Right. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing to do as a rookie. Um, and like I said, they I told people they were the team to, that could definitely easily beat the Thunder. Which they did. And playoff P scored freaking six, was it five points? Yeah, it's like I told you. Because you don't have to double anybody on the team. Rubio is a good enough perimeter defender to contest Russ. And when Russ blows by Rubio, you have Gobert in the paints making every shot that he takes difficult. You don't have to double. You just let him run. And then when he's driving and, you don't, and you're not doubling, he can't. when you kick it up to a shooter, guess what? He's got a hand in his face. So that whole thing was just done. They got them out of there. This is harder. It's going to be harder against the Jazz because James Harden can do so much. You know, he doesn't have to be a shooter, and he can right. draw fouls. Right. So, but I think I think Houston gets hot, hot enough to win it. But I wouldn't be surprised, man, that, that perimeter defense of Utah, man, and Gobert in the middle, they have a chance. That clutch shooting keep hitting. Yeah. So last last thing on this, and then we'll switch to a different topic. I saw some on uh, Twitter. Jamel Hill uh, tweeted it. What's worse, the Pistons passing on Donovan Mitchell or drafting Darko? Drafting Darko, easily. If the Pistons drafted Carmelo Anthony, they Melo would have five rings probably. <laughs> Because remember that was two thousand what four right? That's oh three. Oh three, they had that was the run. What, yeah, they, they had made the it to like what six year, right? straight Eastern Conference Finals or something. How like the that? fuck did they get that pick? <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> I think it, I think they traded the Celtics. I want to. That's what I want to say. I can look that up right now. But um, yeah, man, like um. That is like dog. That's a no, bro. That is that is a dynasty with Melo. You have all that defense and a go-to score like Melo. Melo was score was ready the moment he stepped in the league. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, they traded Memphis for it. Yeah, and they were trashed and. But to me, I would say Darko because it wasn't like the Pistons were the only team that passed up on Donovan Mitchell. A lot of teams did. It just looks bad on Stan Van Gundy because he's the coach and GM. So it's like, how did you miss this opportunity? <laughs> but Darko, yeah, they had picked Melo. Heck, they picked Wade. Like, they could have picked Bosh. I mean, there was... They said four of the top five picks are Hall of Famers and all won championships. 
in <laughs> Biz Mellow. Like, because Darko still got the ring. Yeah. Hey, he, uh, he he rolled the bench well. He did. I would have rolled mm. the bench too if I could get a ring. Him beat the old four Lakers. That was crazy. Like that series, Kobe, your failure. Yep, it's Kobe's fault, but he knows that. And speaking of people who whose fault you know it can be, and who who knows or doesn't know their rights or wrongs, let's speak about. I don't even know if this is still Rob's favorite rapper, Mr. Kanye West. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna start and I'll let you go. I'm gonna paint the picture and then you just sign it. You know what I'm saying? Um, as you know, Kanye is dropping a lot of music. Uh, he has two albums coming out in June. He's producing Pusha T's album, Tiana Taylor's album. Um, so he's definitely back in the musical sense. And he's been tweeting away saying outlandish Kanye bravado. But in the last week or so, things have definitely taken uh, a sharp left turn. And the other day, again, on Tuesday, I'm chilling. I went ate my breakfast, watching TV. I come upstairs. I get, I get a text message from my girl and a notification on YouTube. Both of them is the same Kanye interview with Charlamagne. I was not subscribed to Kanye's channel, so I have no idea how they just sent me this video. I watched the entire interview, Rob. The entire interview as I'm getting dressed to go shadow. It was great. It was it was great in the sense of Charlamagne asked some really hard hitting questions. Um, I liked Ye's his his mental output. Did I agree with everything he said? No. But I like the space he was in. And that's why I understood when Charlamagne was like, yo, he's in a good space. I'm rocking. Like, I don't agree with him. But after a while, you just understand it. And I'm like, I get it. So I tweet out like, yo, you know, I'm rocking with Ye, blah, blah, blah. I get to work. I'm getting a couple mentions getting blasted. Like, yo, what are you talking about? Ye's a coon. I'm like, did y'all not see the Charlamagne? That's why if you notice the tweet. I was like, this is talking about the Charlemagne interview, not the TMZ interview. And like, yo, check the TMZ interview. And I'm like, what's the TMZ interview? <laughs> like, I knew he was doing one, but I didn't think it had already happened. Mm-hmm. And then to see the, you know, foreign is a slavery, that sounds like a choice. Hey, <laughs> you can't do that. Because if you watch Charlemagne interview, he immediately says he's not good at expressing himself, which... My, it was just like mind boggling because he's a rapper who has expressed himself in a way that is related to every kid who wasn't hood or who was hood and wanted to be different and unique. He's been doing that since 0304. So you can express yourself in music, but not how you speak in regular conversations. I get it. It doesn't work for everyone. So I understand, but it still boggles my mind. And I'm watching the interview and everyone's trashing him. You know, he's getting more unfollows and blah, blah, blah. Yo, he ain't tripping. He on drugs. Shout out uh, the dude from TMZ Van who, who called him out on it. And, you know, it was like, yeah, like, we love you. Like, your music, like, your your influence is key. So for you to say that is wild. And even, you know, skipping around, like T.I. said, we as the black community cannot lose Kanye West. He said that, and, and I agree with him. And I was speaking with our, our friend Kyle. Kyle was like, Kyle's not even a genius, but this is the guy that worships Elvis, so I only take that with a grain <laughs> of salt. If you like Elvis and you listen to this podcast, I'm sorry. I said what I said. So, 
<laughs> with Kanye, I understand, you know, that the things he says, and if you listen, if you look at his career from when he got in the game till now, everything he's ever said, the majority of it is true. He just does it in ways that aren't appropriate for the circumstance. Prime example, he brought the Taylor Swift interview, the Taylor Swift moment with the Charmaine interview, and I'm bringing it up right now. Rob, let's say a thousand jumpers wins best podcast, right? And you're like, yo, man, we really here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to thank God. I want to thank you guys for supporting us. But then, yo, and the best male podcast goes to Brilliant Idiots. And you're like, last time I checked, I'm a dude, right? I ain't getting no <laughs> sex change. Um, why didn't win? Like, what? <laughs> That's what the Taylor Swift incident was. How you win best video, but not best female video that don't make no sense you know what I'm saying so that's what he did if he had went about it that way it might have been like oh I, I get you Kanye but you just upstage her and be like I was one of the greatest videos of all time he wasn't wrong he just went about it the wrong way and the same <laughs> thing I'm, I'm riding home and then I'll, I'll let you go I'm riding home right and just bumping music, whatever. I get a text from my boy. I don't recommend texting and driving. He texts me. As soon as I saw the text, I called him. He was like, you know Kanye is right, right? And I'm like, nah, I'm calling you, bruh. Because I think, you know, people know my sleeping patterns now. Like, I'm usually not up at a certain time. So it's midnight on a weekday. I'm never up. So I don't think he expect me to call him. I'm like, what? And he was like, think about it, Jerome. He was like, you did have a choice. I'm like, no, you didn't. He was like, once you got here, there's three things you could do. You either stayed a slave, you either ran and got caught, or you escaped. Harriet Tubman had a choice, right? I'm like, yeah. And he said, get you this, Jerome. It's all about narrative. Black Panther comes out. I'd rather die than be in bondage and then he stabs himself you know and we like yo that last line was hard bruh that was crazy right isn't that what Kanye just said and I'm just sitting there like wow I'm like to an extent yeah, and, and, and then the thing is with Ye it's like he said it wrong but if he had said it like you know in the way I'm saying it you still may not agree, but at least you're like, okay, when Ye, when Ye just speaks, it's in a, a tone of shock value, which not many people possess. He He's one of those guys. So when he says it, you just shoot yourself in the foot, and it just gets worse and worse. So I've done my little soliloquy. Rob, mm. floor is yours. Um, first of all, Ye is clearly, uh, there's many ways to attack this thing. Um, we could take a talk about you know, politically. Kanye's really gearing up for um, it seems like a political run, a presidential run. I mean, that's maybe. what T.I. said. He said he, um, he's gearing for a run. Um, and I think he's doing the reverse Hillary uh, market plan, which is obviously a smart plan because Hillary lost. Um, whereas. Donald Trump already did her dirty work for her with the black people. He basically came on there on the trail and said, I hate niggas. 
than anybody else from color. We're generally we're gonna go vote for you, Hillary. So all that pandering, all that hot sauce in my purse, all that dabbing and other shit was stupid. Because then you alienate other people who look like you and who is the mass majority of the voters. Absolutely. So now you, you got a person like her in a pantsuit talking to these middle Americans, and they're like, who the fuck is she? She out there doing all these little nigga dance moves with, for these black folks. You know, she don't care about us. She's an ugly white person. Whereas Trump's basically the same what they feel. So, boom, he won that vote. And uh, look at Kanye. He's like, shit, for me to win this, <laughs> I gotta, I can't win, I can't be president being old gay. <laughs> they would, no, he wouldn't even get near a campaign. But with this coony, this coonery he's, you know, doing, you know, he's, he may have a shot. And I've always been an end justify the means person in my life. I even said, I even was one of the people who told people that Trump would win. I told him the moment he started winning the little primaries with the, um, for the Republican nomination, yeah. I said he's going to win. And people yeah. were like, oh, why? How do you think that? I said, because the taboo is off of it. The same way Barack started winning those primaries. And I said, yo, he's going to win. People were like, what? I said, the taboo of voting for a black guy is off of it. Like, people are casting votes. You're seeing him. He's winning. Like, it's over now. Like, the shock value, I voted for a black man. It's over now. He's going to win. Just like the shock value is like, oh, I'm voting for Donald Trump. He's a reality TV star, blah, blah, blah. It's like, the shock value was over. Once you, once people saw that other people were thinking like them and they weren't alone, they came out and started voting. And he won. So that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, like he's playing a dangerous game. And I don't, and like, I, like I said, back to my point, um, when I said with Trump, like I said, I told people, I was like, man, I don't know how I'd feel if he said all these racist things to get elected and then he, ended up helping black people immensely. It'd be a weird position because obviously to say certain things, you have to think a certain way or like, you know, you generally don't speak like that. But if it ended up going in our favor, I mean, it'd be a weird feeling to have, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Obviously that didn't play out how it was. I said said that wasn't going to happen, but I said if it did, that'd be a weird place. So like, what if... Ye did all this coonery and then got and became president and then led eight years of prosperity for black people. That'd be crazy. But I like it's one of those there's only so far as you can go. Like what T.I. said in that song they got, like there's a certain things you don't say. Like there's certain things you don't align yourself with or go against. Like and the stuff he's saying is like obviously, okay, basically, okay. Elementary wise, yes, it's a choice. But you can have to think of every psychological thing where it's like, yeah, who wants to die? Like, and then it's even bigger than that. Like, say, okay, see, you saw a bunch of people look like your brothers and sisters, you're all on the ship, right? They're dying left and right, right? Right. People are trying to escape. They're getting lynched. At certain points, you gotta think of the preservation of your people. 
Like, how do you know that you guys don't, you know, get extinct? Like, I say extinct, you know, obviously, we're not a species of people, you know. But it's like, you get what I'm saying? That could easily be a case where you see everybody who's looking like you around you dying. And you think of preserving your people. Like, that's, I mean, it says a lot of ignorant statements. But he, I mean, he had, the Charlemagne interview obviously was a, good, a better, way better one than the Team G one. The um, Team G one was. They caught him slipping and he fell right in the trap, bro. I don't think, I don't think that people are catching him slipping. Like, I think Ye is just Ye. Like, Ye, I think Ye is a arrogant martyr. I think he wants to sacrifice himself for the people, but he wants to be loved for it. Right. Like he he wants the support. He wants the he wants people to champion. That's what people always say. Yeah, he seems like he's pandering to, to um, successful white people, or he, he just the people he compares himself to, or this is what he does. Well, in a society that we're in, who are the people put on the pedestal as the greatest in their fields? When you think of the greatest artists, you know, painters or whatever. You're not naming a bunch of black people. First thing people do is name what Da Vinci, Michelangelo, all that. Like, which is white people. Like, when you think of music, people name people name the Beatles. Like, there's a lot. When you think of the fashion designers, just mad fashion designers, white people. Like. He wants to be accepted in these circles because he feels like he's great in these things. And when you're great, who doesn't want to be accepted by everybody? Who, who doesn't want their greatness to be accepted? You know? But there's certain things that you can and can't do. Like, there's certain places that you shouldn't want to be. You don't, you don't want entrance into that. And like I said, I don't think I don't, people people are portraying it like, oh, he's crazy. I don't think he's crazy. I, I don't think I he's think crazy he, either. I think he has a plan. I just think it's a stupid one. I think I, I think there's ways to go about things. Like, like he's like he's giving these vague ideas, like free thinking. Obviously, who's against free thinking? Like, you'd be a fool to go against that in theory. But then when you're saying things with no thought behind it, there's less free thinking and more babbling. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. No, I, I agree. And, uh, and I, all, I also will say, Ye's, um, Ye doesn't agree with Trump because I don't think he knows... He's so much in a bubble, like T.I. said, he doesn't really know his methods. He agrees with how Trump got on. Because in a way, Kanye's path to rap is similar. Like, unknown, most unlikely, just takes over and becomes the best or becomes the chief, the head honcho. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, I think he says it. Like, he's like, yo, the fact that he won against the odds. That's what I like about him. It's like, I mean, okay, but like, was it was that that hard to say? Right. Like, if he tweets, 
I love how Trump came out of nowhere and won this election. That's one thing. But to tweet, I love Donald Trump. And then with Make America Great Again hats, I'm telling you, when you see people wear that in person, I really felt like the Arthur meme. I was like, I just feel tension. Like, but these kids don't even know about it. They just think it's cool. No, see, I don't think I'm, I'm not the person that operates on this thought of ignorance. I think these kids, I think, like I said, racism is a taught thing. Like, racism is a learned practice. You don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm racist. You know? Like, I don't think you're just born racist. Like, and I think these things are taught, whether covertly or overtly, in house in their households. So I don't think that... All these videos you see of college kids and lacrosse teams and shit like that on buses talking about nigga, nigga, nigga. Like, I'm tired of people trying to paint this narrative that these kids don't understand what they're saying. Or they don't understand what they're doing. Or they don't know what they're supporting. I knew about racism when I was eight years old. I fully understood at eight the elementary parts of racism. Like, there's people who hate you because you're black. Like, you're not going to tell me a 14-year-old or a 13-year-old or a 16-year-old wearing those hats don't know the values and principles behind those things. Like, you're crazy. I'm not, I'm, I refuse to be that ignorant and believe that. So, yeah, man. Now that we got that off, we got a, about like a couple more minutes left. Let's get into this music, bro. Before we get into the music that we had suggested, Ray Sherman just dropped a triple disc album. I'm three songs from finishing the entire set. There's no debate. Ray Sherman really might be. Or at this point, they're the best rap group right now. And as we mentioned off air, they could go. They should go down as one of the greatest duos of all time, bro. Yeah, they're up there, man. Like, if anyone says Culture Two is better than this, they're smoking crack. The finest forms of it. Because for them to drop, you know, to me, the only song I didn't like off the Ray Shremer album, or that's okay to me, is Pegasus. Everything yeah. else is fire. Everything else. Then Sway Lee, like, that joint beautiful, bro. He got some joints on there. I really rock. And then Slim Jimmy bossed up. You know, my girl gonna hear that be like, I told you Slim Jimmy nice. I'm like, I never said he was trash. I've been just, said that. Y'all haters. Nice. Nah, I've it's, been it's said like, that. If, it's like, yo, if you like regular rap, you look at Big Boy and be like, yo, Big Boy dope. But Andre bring that special flavor that he that Big Boy can't bring, but it doesn't mean that Big Boy's not good. I always try to overrate Andre D thousand, bro. Oh my gosh. I know when 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 our when our friends hear that he's gonna go crazy and, and mention you like, yo, why you speaking out your neck? <laughs> that dude is overrated, man. bro. Y'all yeah. act like he's like God or something. Like he's the best lyricist of all time. He's definitely one of them. Like, dog, give me a solo album of great raps, please. <laughs> Like, man, get out of my face. Like, dog. Like, y'all really tried to convince me he was better than Jay-Z. Never in his life. 
Some people he do. He ain't never been not Jay-Z better said it than Nas. Andre 3000, man. He was it was like a male version of Lauryn Hill. It's like, dude, like, we actually got that. Yeah, man. And he came and went. And he's still gone. <laughs> At least he gives us more verses than Lauren. Yeah. Her energies ain't lining up, right? I don't know, but her freestyle for nice for what? At that show looked dope. I was it's like, her. I mean, still, <laughs> like, her freestyle was dope. Like, that's all I'm saying. But yeah, Shrem Life. Yo, I'm really debating going on to that tour with her, with uh, Ray Shrimmer and Gambino. That's going to be crazy. Mm. They doing arenas too. You know it's going to be lit. You already know. So yeah, man. Um, I guess we get to rest the music. Big shout out to Arian Foster. I was definitely a fan of his game, um, but just he got injured too much. Yeah, but he was nice when he played. <laughs> yeah, but that's the Texans too. I mean, Andre Johnson got injured a lot. Did he? Yes. But I feel it's, like he posted up a lot of good numbers though. I mean, he did, but he didn't get to reach his zenith until like. 08, 09, 2010. He was in the league like, in 02. But I feel like, I mean, he's de- he had a better career than Aaron Foster. True. <laughs> but, um, nah, I think his album, uh, Flamingo and Koval, for those who don't know what that means, that's the intersection where Pot got killed in Vegas. Um, it's really dope. And then becoming Bobby Fino on title, like, it's a real good uh, piece, and then got that with the podcast, and he was on Pull Up, Joe Budden's new series, Salute to Joe Budden. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's a really good album. Like, my joint is Joy. I like Joy a lot. I like the intro a lot. Um, what else? What are my favorite records on the joint? I really like, I don't know. I like the outro. What was it? Suicide. Suicide Note. I like Joy. I like peace. And it's funny because, like, remember his end zone celebration was him bowing down? Like, mm-hmm. little, so I just kind of thought that was cool. So, yeah, definitely listen to Bobby Fino. That joint dope. Um, also, a song I'm actually going to play for the outro. Um, shout out uh, my boy Brian and Miles. Yo, this is a dude named Stimulator Jones. <laughs> Stimulated Jones is called Exotic Worlds and Masterful Treasures. Brother from Roanoke, shout out Van. Uh, white, white cat, you know, he's like to me, when you hear white dudes sing soul, you're like, yo, is he appropriate? Or is this really this fire? And it's really that fire, bro. He's of the, I mean, he's of the Elton John, uh, Hall of Notes, shout out Tuxedo, another group. Hall of Notes. Sarah Smiles, bro. That's one of the greatest. I said Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, Bobby Caldwell. I mean, in your words, anybody with a name Bobby is dope. That is clearly a fact, guys. <laughs> took y'all 40 years to realize he was white. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Devilish and Stimulator Jones. I'm going to play one of these songs. I want to say I might play uh, either Feel Your Arms Around Me or uh, Need Your Body to End the Pocket. It's fire, bro. Like, it sounds to me his voice sounds like um the barge I held the barge like 
Like picture L. DeVarge over like Prince instrumentation. If that makes sense. <laughs> Dude, dope. I'm telling you, man. It's for a warm day like today. Press play and enjoy. Post Malone, his own Bear Bonds and Billings. That was dope. Spoil my night with Sway Lee. Sway Lee undefeated, man. Uh, Candy Paint. I know Jerry was like, I told you that. If you ever listen to the podcast, I like that record. Uh, he got some other joints I like too. Zach and Codeine. That was cool. Rockstar. Psycho. Stay. Uh, he needs to do a, a feature with that Yodeling kid. Yo, have you heard the Yodeling kid song? Yes. That joint is fire, dog. Whatever, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> bro, you like 14. What do you know about any of that? <laughs> bro, that record is fire, dog. I hate that kid, man. He dope for me, dog. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Also, speaking of Kanye, what do you feel about his two singles? I listened to "Lift Yourself" <laughs> like a few days after it came out because I feel I knew it was going to be a trolling record, so everybody got trolled and they were like, "Oh my god, let me listen, listen to Kanye." But I was like, "Yeah, I mean, let me listen to it because it's going to be funny." So it was funny. It was a cool song. Like, it, it was amazing, and it, it just went to waste. <laughs> Like that's that's hard to just be like, I'm so nice, I'm gonna throw this away. <laughs> Do you like, know how hard that beat is, bro? Like but um then um like I said the Ye versus People record was tough. Um the People beat was, was like, hard. That song was trash. I was like, This song is solid. Like the beat was hard and T I killed it. Ye sounded like a dumbass. But um I, I at least he did the um but I mean the little the first but the second Crips handline was hard even though the, that's not a like that's not the same thing as what he's describing that but, and then you know dad sent the uh uh Crip you alert know, didn't Eric Benet say he <laughs> somebody does a tweet that's like Eric Benet said Kanye ain't safe from Calabasas Crips first of all you're a Crip in Calabasas you need to reevaluate your life <laughs> Second of I mean, all, if, if Eric Benet is sick and crips on niggas now, <laughs> Jay, you better watch out. Never Eric go Eric Benet. Benet said it best, man. Sometimes I cry, you know? So when you can do that, Ye might need to cry because, yeah, there's, you get no cool points. But yo, man, I got jumped. Oh, word. Yo, by Eric Benet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like dog, if Eric Benet tried to jump me <laughs> with some people, I'd laugh. <laughs> Eric Benet. Never go Eric Benet. So yeah, I think that might be it. I think that mm. might be it, B. So shout out time that we can get out of here and I gotta edit this so I could drop it today. Mm. Shout out to me, man. Two job rob, man. To job Rob. Shit is hard. Y'all owe me hella money. Pay me in full. <laughs> shit is hard, bro. Yeah, man, but congrats, man. More money, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully less problems. Nah, more money, more problems. I just had the craziest news today. But I'll get to that later. 
Yeah, we'll talk off air. Is that it? That's all you want to shout out? Oh, yeah, man. Shout out. That's it. First things first, if you made it this far, I appreciate you for listening. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who listens to us on all different platforms. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. Thank you, guys. Um, Happy Friday to everyone. Go see Avengers. If you see it, you're awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh... I'm going to give him a shout out. Big shout out to my guy, George, at work. He actually gave us some constructive criticism about the podcast, how to make it better. So salute to him. And it's still interesting that he says my way is the best usher album. I just found that hilarious. Um, no, that's crazy. Yo, my way had hits, man. 10 records of great. 8701, isn't that? <laughs> You're not beating that. Or die. You're not, you I'm just so proud of that superstar. Is really making his way as people's favorite Usher songs. Like they get no it now. Cares, I was the only one on my island. Now people are coming. No one cares about. That. I care. If don't nobody else care. <laughs> That's a but, fact. Um, yeah. Other than that, man. Also, at the intro. I'm gonna play um, uh, King Combs, Diddy Son. Isn't it's, it's mixtape '90s baby? Got some joints, man. Got some joints. <laughs> Diddy son, man. So, shout out to him for the intro. I'm going to pick something from Stimulated Jones on the outro. I got to go edit this. Until the next time, guys, thank you for listening. A lot more in store. We got some summer stuff we going to discuss. That's a, a podcast later. So, till the next yeah, yeah. time. Peace.